If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom. The podcast about anything and everything. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning, hoping all is well with you. Today, this is pretty huge in my opinion, and let's just dive right in, shall we? So there was a case that's been going on for a while, and I did cover it a while back. Sebastian Guthrie pleaded guilty to willfully mislabeling Kratom for smuggling purposes, okay? So this happened a little while back, and he basically mislabeled a bunch of kratom like thousands of kilos of kratom as some sort of product that is like soil fertilizer <laughs> and it was being shipped in from indonesia so it was absolutely absurd it's like a felony and he has pleaded guilty to that um he agreed to a deal this past july with prosecutors and was seeking a 366 day prison sentence okay so I've had to do a bit of digging here, but essentially the FDA has just done something that has baffled basically everybody. And by that, I mean the legal world, the Justice Department, the judge involved, the prosecutor involved, uh, who's trying to work with the FDA and uh, proponents of Kratom and opponents of Kratom alike. So it's not often you get this kind of mix (laughs) all in the same boat. So everyone's looking at the FDA right now. Why? Here's why. So a bit of context, there was an import law put into place in 2014, and this import alert basically made it so that the FDA could stop uh, Kratom shipments. It's not necessarily a straightforward law. It's a bit murky. It's a bit weird, but that's kind of the case. And it, it changed a lot of how Kratom operates in this world and how a lot of it, you know, is coming to the U.S., you know, not for human consumption, quote unquote. And I think that it's ridiculous. Um, I don't think that it makes things safer that way. I think it makes it not as safe, this case being evidence of it. And I think that no one should ever mislabel products coming into the country as fertilizer when they're definitely planning to give it to people to consume. So, you know, wow. Anyway, they have this import alert. Their reasoning officially is that Kratom is dangerous, right? So, The prosecutor in this case, you guys, is trying to work with the FDA to, you know, make the prison sentence longer to prosecute this person who has broken the law and pleaded guilty to breaking the law. And to work with the FDA, they're asking the FDA, which is very typical, for documents to show, you know, how Kratom is dangerous. Because obviously, if there's an import law that's from the FDA itself that's based on this idea that Kratom is dangerous, so there should be an import law, and then someone breaks that law and is, you know, guilty of a felony, the person who's prosecuting that defendant wants to have documents from the FDA showing, yeah, this thing really is dangerous. So the prosecutor has asked the FDA to to provide them with those documents and work with them on this case. The FDA said no. 
the FDA has refused to provide documents related to Kratom's dangers for this smuggling case. And now the prosecutor is kind of reluctant to actually work with the FDA officially as part of their team on this case. So it, it's, it's a big deal, I think. I mean, I'm not a legal expert, but like I'm, I'm very, very much like I get into the nitty gritty when I'm interested into something. So I've looked at a lot of different language and legal implications and things. So this is a rough understanding of it on my part, but it's in no way, shape or form official. Definitely do your own research. But this is what I can from what I can tell. Basically, this is this is the situation. So since the FDA isn't going to provide these documents, there must be a reason why, right? And from there, you naturally have to look at two different things. One, what would the, be the reasons why they wouldn't? Um, I'm not going to speculate. I'm going to talk about what officially, legally on paper, they would say, you know, why they wouldn't provide these documents. And then the other side of this is if the prosecutor decides not to work with the FDA because they don't provide these documents, what does that mean for the case and precedent in the future? Meaning, like, what does this mean for future cases that are similar, as well as Kratom in general? Legally, what is the judge going to think about this? And what's the prosecutor going to do since they won't be able to legally use any FDA materials proving that Kratom is dangerous? They'll have to use outside documents showing that, outside studies. So those are the two things I want to dive into here. Again, do your own research. This might all be wrong. I think it's correct, though. (laughs) So at least I'm honest. Give me an A for honesty. Let's talk about the case itself first. So the prosecutor might not work with the FDA. They want to, but if they can't get the documents showing that Kratom's dangerous from the FDA, who's the one who put the import alert into it to begin with, then then they, they need to use alternative information. Now, that might really not look great in this case. It might not also matter because maybe the FDA doesn't think that they need to provide that information because they think that since this person has already pled guilty, a deal is done and why pursue it further? And I'll get into, you know, more of that thinking in a sec, but that might be one reason why. So maybe they're like, no prosecutor, you have plenty of information already. They've already pled guilty and don't worry about it. You'll be able to find outside information that shows that it's like not safe. But that doesn't really make sense for a number of reasons. Now, the judge is also like trying to figure out like how involved the FDA should be. Should it be part of it? I mean, it's really up in the air. No one knows the FDA will be part of this case where someone broke an FDA (laughs) imposed import restriction. Um, If the FDA is part of the prosecution, Kratom's adverse effects cannot be alluded to in their memo if they're not going to provide documents talking about how Kratom has adverse effects that are dangerous. Um, if basically like, and that, that would be the sentencing memo, sorry. So the FDA not like they're refusing to testify about the dangers of Kratom essentially. And that's raising a lot of questions. Um, why would they do this? Okay. So here we go. Looking at why they might not be providing information about this. It's in their best interest to, in my opinion, the prosecutor wants the information so that they can maybe even make the sentence worse or just prove their case in point so the person goes to prison because of these reasons. 
There are a few reasons why FTA might not disclose documents in a legal case like this. Freedom of Information Act. So that allows, you know, to the disclosure of information that's been previously undisclosed. And um, parties in legal cases can request documents under this, but there are some exemptions that can be invoked by an agency like the FDA. And that might be like trade secrets, national security. I don't think that trade secrets or national security is involved here, but who knows? So that's number one. Number two, there could be some exemptions or privileges that um, allow the FDA to refuse to disclose these documents under like legal privileges, I guess. Um, There's one called deliberative process privilege, which protects internal communications And then there's law enforcement privilege, which protects sensitive law enforcement techniques and investigations. And then there's health privacy laws. If I was going to have a guess at this part of it, I would say maybe maybe their documents to show Kratom is dangerous would somehow expose health, you know, issues. Like it'd be like a subject under health privacy laws and they would use that as reason why they wouldn't want to share it. Again, I don't really understand why any of that would be the case, but I'm just reading off what I've found. Now there's court orders and subpoenas, and a judge can order the FDA to disclose certain documents if they're deemed essential for the case. And the FDA must comply unless it can legally justify its refusal. So if the judge ends up saying, listen, you need to, the FDA must give us documents showing that this is dangerous because this is your import restriction, you know, and the prosecutor's asking for it then unless the FDA can come up with a solid reason why they can't, they're going to have to show their cards here. And essentially it's going to be like seeing whether or not they've been bluffing this whole time about whether Kratom's dangerous in their minds. I mean, that's the whole, that's the really big aspect of this thing. If, if the FDA must show their hand, must show the cards they're holding and each card is blank and they don't actually have information to back it up, then that only points to one possible conclusion, which is that they have alternative motives. I mean, this is something that I already kind of think, but there's a difference between thinking something and then legally through a process, judicial process, showing there are alternative motives here. Pretty nuts. Now, another reason why the FDA might not hand over information um, agency specific regu- uh, regulations. So it's like they have specific regulations related to its own role in public health. And maybe that includes confidentiality, uh, when it, you know, with regards to ongoing investigations or something, um, or proprietary information about drugs and supplements, except this isn't considered a supplement. Um, uh, it's, a, it's like a, a substance of concern or whatever. Okay. So, If the FDA refuses a document request, uh, its decision can be subject to judicial review. So judicial review, a court can evaluate whether their refusal was ridiculous, basically, um, an abuse of their own discretion or not in accordance with the law. And so let's just cut back to the chase here. This is very abnormal. It's very abnormal. It's hardly even, uh, I can't find an instance through my own research, though I'm sure, you know, you could do better research, like if if you are a part of this whole legal world. There's like, I couldn't find any other case where the FDA refuses to provide documents to a prosecutor when it's in the best interest of both parties in the result of the case. And it's like, 
their own rule, you know, like it, it should be easy. They should have the document sitting on their, their desk, you know, it should be right there. So this is really abnormal. People who are opponents of Kratom are just as pissed as people who are proponents of Kratom because no matter who you are or what your view of Kratom is, this is literally the FDA has been it, like it's the, the request is somebody has trafficked this dangerous drug into this country, mislabeling it. It's terrible crime. It's your law you put in place. Can you just show us the document that shows how it's dangerous so that we can put this guy in jail? Why won't they show it? That's the key point here. That's kind of what, what this all boils down to. Um, if they refuse to share documents ultimately, and if this prosecutor like just throws their hands up in the air and is like, well, I, I don't know if I can even work with you then. And if the judge then says, no, you got to give me these documents, the FDA has to tell us why it can't. And it has to tell the truth. And it must be a legal reason that's justified. It will be looked at in courts. Or it has to hand over its information. Or, alternatively, the prosecutor is going to have to look outside the FDA's studies and find third-party studies and just, you know, research done at universities and stuff to prove that Kratom's dangerous. And that basically, it's not going to be that helpful in their case. So, this is huge, <laughs> I think. And that's my amateur research summed up for you all. Tell me what you think. Tell me if I'm wrong. If there are any legal buffs out there, people in the judicial system or people who have worked with the FDA or understand, you know, trade and import alerts and everything, because I don't, and I've been wrong here, please correct me. Like I will, I will, I will read verbatim word for word your correction if you send me an email or whatever. So um, anything, everything, kratom at gmail.com. If I'm not incorrect, then wow, I think this is really important and I'm glad I'm able to, to bring it up. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully I'm on, I'm on the right track here. All right, let me know what you think. Uh, anything, everything, kratom at gmail.com again. And thanks so much for listening. You all rock. All right, talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.